Hello to all my unknown comic fans. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour. One phone call. No names. No holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you. And you'll get to know me. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. I'm so lucky to do this show. It is keeping me going during, during this time of social isolation. My job is to have conversations. I'm probably the luckiest person in the world. Hey, first things first, if you hear a weird machine in the background of this intro, it's because I haven't had power in four days and I'm not going to have it restored for four more. So I had to figure out how to work a gas generator, change the oil. It is not in my wheelhouse, but I'm the one who moved out to the country, so it's on me. Hey, I want to ask you guys a favor. This is me, Chris, the guy who's been hosting the show forever, asking you for a favor. This is honest. Every podcast has taken hits since COVID. You guys aren't in your cars anymore. When you are home, you know, uh, a lot of people, your kids aren't in school, so you have, you know, it's not like you can put on a podcast in the background of your, your daily busy work and chores, all these ways people used to listen. And it's not just my show. It's across the board. If you enjoy the show, there's a few things you can do. And the, the big two are one, if you hear an episode, you like it, tell your friends about it. If you hear an episode where you're like, oh, that reminds me of something that my friend uh, has, has done or dealt with, word of mouth goes the longest way. The other thing is subscribe. All right. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you hit subscribe. If you're on Spotify, you hit follow. If you're on Stitcher, there's a little plus button. That's how you favorite the show. And the weird thing about this is the the marketing team over here at, at uh, Stitcher slash Earwolf told me our show has a very large number of what they call grazers, which are people who don't subscribe, but who check in to see if that week's episode appeals to them. And we have a lot of our grazers who actually do opt in a higher percentage than a lot of shows of people who aren't subscribed, but listen again and again. I will just say, if you're out there and you're one of those people, I love you to death. I am flattered that you check in so often. I'm even more flattered that you pulled a, you know, go for it. You go for it and you listen to the shows. But if you have it in you to subscribe, it would go a long way right now. It really would. Thank you for listening. Now, let's talk about this week's phone call. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's it's a very tough one. And then I would also argue uh, one of the more funny ones we've done because our caller it, it dealt with something that's um, really just not – nobody wants – nobody – the caller had a marriage that, that uh, ended. And when you hear the specifics how it, how it ended, you're going to go, well, that's, that's just about the worst way. For marriage to end, that's not what you want from a partner, partner who really let the caller down. But guess what? She's raising her kids. She's moving on with life. She's showing ownership of her life. She's out there dating. And I'm telling you, listen, the second half of the episode, we play a version of the gong show. And it is some of the most fun I've ever had on Beautiful Anonymous. I hope you enjoy it too. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Chris? Yeah, that's me. That's my name. Wow, this is so strange. (laughs) I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) No, it's totally, it's cool. No, it's great. How are you doing? How am I doing? I'm doing um, generally pretty well. You know, in the face in the face yeah. of everything, I'm now. What's my recent right. development? My recent development is that I am trying to lose weight out of boredom. I promise you that. It's literally. I'm like actually feeling pretty good about how I look lately, but I'm like I'm just so bored. I need something to do. Maybe I'll just download one of these apps that helps you lose weight. That's where I'm at. That's kind of the opposite of what most people do when they're bored, though. Don't you know? Isn't eating kind of the go-to. <laughs> it's well, good I, that you're doing the opposite. I was, I was, that's kind of where I was getting to where I'm like, Oh, I've had a, I've had a pretty health. I've had a pretty hefty dessert every night for the past nine nights. Maybe I need to, 
Yeah. Maybe I need to pump the brakes a little bit and go in the opposite direction. So. Oh, good for you. What app are you using? Um, it's called. Well, you know, here's the here's the sad answer. I think they advertise on podcasts sometimes, and I'm not trying to give out free plugs, but it's called Noom. It's called Noom. It's pretty pretty good. Oh, I've seen that advertised. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I wish they were advertising. Uh, I wish, hey, maybe now that Noom knows I'm actually using their product, they'll uh, they'll want to get on board with this. What a gross way for me Noom to We should say Noom like every few minutes. What if it turns <laughs> out that you work for Noom? What if it's this was all? Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. What about wow. that? And you're the lucky caller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. But um, you know, I'm sorry. I That's let you okay. down. Um, so that's how I'm doing. Let me return the question. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's beautiful here today and I ducked out of work early. Um, yeah, I got a coffee and it's made properly. So that's a plus. I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. I really can't. Good. That's a good thing to hear. No. I mean, I can, I do, but there's yeah. no real reason to complain right now. It's all pretty good. Same here. I feel like I complain yeah, a lot. Like there's only so much you can complain about. Yeah, and and I, I I don't know if you feel this with everything that's happening. I'm like, if I I just gotta I just gotta let this be the new normal because if I stress and complain about it every day, I'm gonna tear all my hair out. Well, and that's the thing, like everybody's got shit going on, so we could all just sit around and complain. Yeah. Really. I mean, that's no different than before the C word either, but you know, it could be much worse. So you've you've reclassified the C word because there used to be a C word. You're saying COVID (laughs) is now the C word, that it has usurped that other C word that I will not say. I think so. Wow. Why not? I mean, I'm pretty sick of it. I'm pretty sick of hearing about it. Me too. Um, I mean, it is what it is, but yeah. No, it's totally the C world to me, or the C word. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I check the news and I see what's going on in my um, area, but, you know, like life keeps going over here and, you know, it's there, but... Yeah. It's definitely not something that I like chatting about all the time anymore. Well, so then, it's the C word. Then let's uh let's not chat about it. What should we chat about instead? I don't know. You know what? I I've always thought about calling in and then I'm like my world isn't that interesting. But you know, maybe there's a lot of your listeners who think that too. And so I'm just going to represent the average Suburban working mom. How about that? Single mom. I'm a single mom. Oh, Um, single mom. Who's just like keeping everything afloat, even despite the C word. Well, it's not that interesting, but go ahead. I was just going to say right out of the gate, hearing that you're a single mom, now that I have a kid, I always had a lot of respect for single parents. Always, always oh, yeah. understood theoretically that that must be hard. But I tell you, our little guy, he's coming up on 16 months old. My wife, you know, we're very lucky. She's able to focus on him without working right now. Mm-hmm. I'm home most of the time because of of the C word. And we're still, we still like every night we go to bed and we like fall into bed like we got hit by a bus. And that's with the two of us. Yeah. And that's with the two of us both being here and hands on. So kudos to you. I don't know how you do it. I have many children as well. I'm like the old woman in the shoe. Like I don't have just one. How many are we talking? <laughs> um, four. Four. And what's the age range on this? Um, they range from eight to 19 almost. Eight to 19. So, wow. And do they all still live a, at home? There's a decent spread. Yep. Yep. My older one is um, off to college, but still living at home. 
And then, yeah, they're just really spread out. It just happened that way. There was no oopses. You know, I get that a lot. Oh, that's last one. I'm like, no, like, it's not. But, um, yeah, it's busy. But the older they get, it's a different kind of busy. So you're 16 months. Child, that seems like more work to me. I couldn't imagine having a little one. That's crazy. I mean, you've done it four times. Does does you were you, were you in a position where your your older kids were able to help with the younger ones as they came along because of the age difference? Um. Well, no, I wouldn't really put that on them. No. <laughs> I mean, they're all at different ages. So when my youngest was born, like it's not like my oldest was fifteen and ready to be a a Duggar sibling and help raise the young ones, like. They have their own worlds, and no, I I just managed it. I mean, I was still married when I had all four of them. Yeah. So there was help. Yeah. So it was it was busy, but now that they're older, it's easier in some sense, and then like whole new ball of wax in another sense. Like the worries are much more intense. Yeah. With the older ones, but yeah. the busyness that you have, where you fall into bed at like nine, and you're like, oh my god, like that day it's like groundhog day and then tomorrow it's just going to start again um it's not it gets easier but then you have to worry about like drugs and vaping and right all the, sorts of apps, but whatever you have, i don't want to burst your bubble yet no no <laughs> i well i've heard that i've heard that there's these stretches like i had a i had a friend tell me when you're uh, i had a friend tell me that when his kids hit the age of four he felt like that was a golden age because they were still young and innocent, but they could now have like actual function and conversations. And he was like, that gave us a couple of years. That was just great. And then he says, and then they get older and yeah. they fall into this phase. That's really worrisome. And then they come out of it and this age is pretty great. And then middle school sucks for everybody. And then puberty <sighs> sucks for everybody, but you get these little stretches in between. So I've heard that. Yeah. And you know what? It's really nice to um, get to know them as like humans instead of just being their caregiver, you know what I mean? Like yeah. their personalities come out and you're like, I actually like this person. So the older they get, the more I like them. And, you know, if I think too much about how fast they're growing up, yes, that's sad. But in the same token, I really like like their personalities. So I'm glad that they're growing up because I'm learning who they are. It's kind of fun. But, yeah. I mean, they still drive me crazy. <laughs> I'm like... I get a sense of who my son is. I think he's mm -hmm. a, a very sweet and funny boy. He's got a lot of energy. I have a feeling he's going to be like an athlete, which will be weird for me. Um, but oh. Like I'm already seeing, like this kid will fall down and his head will bounce off the edge of a table and then he gets up with a smile on his face and never cries. I'm like, are you going to be like a rugby player? What is up with you? I was a baby about everything. So it's cool. It's fun or to like see. Or like a hockey kid. Yeah, yeah, I know. Imagine if, imagine if my son is like a lacrosse player. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like one of the real tough. Lacrosse is crazy. Yeah, and those kids were not the nicest to me growing up. That's okay. I'm sure there's good oh, lacrosse players no. too. I'm sure there's good lacrosse players too. Yeah. I'm sure there's kind. Well, songs. this if he turns out to be a stellar AAA star, then you can get over some of your childhood. Of course, and whatever he wants to do. I'll have his back, but, uh, but it's like, you're saying like, I don't have a relationship yet. I don't really know him. I get a sense of him, but my job is to change yeah. diapers and then try to shove food in his face. That's my job. Right. Like you're still trying to keep him, like you're sustaining him. You're keeping yes. him alive, alive and yes. like his yes. essential needs are still sort of your responsibility. Absolutely. <laughs> he just, I'm like, ah, they're fine. Yeah. He's gotten real into hugging us recently, though, and it's such a it, even just that is like, oh, you're giving something back. That's awesome. That's all. Aw, what a beautiful feeling. Mm, that's cute. I'm gonna see if any of mine will give me a hug. When I <laughs> they haven't Especially quite the older ones. <laughs> now, can I ask? And, and if you don't want to dwell on it, I get it. But how old was your youngest when you became a single mom? Um, I gotta do the math here. Well, it's been just over three years. Oh, it's so pretty so like, young. I guess five. Yeah. 
Oh, that's. I don't think that one really remembers us together. I don't know. I mean, I don't like sit there and we sit around and talk about the good old days, but I yeah. doubt she has too many memories because, you know, the new normal is their lives. So, um, yeah. I mean, they spend time with their father and they're primarily with me. So, like, I tried to just keep life as normal as possible. And, I mean, it wasn't normal in the beginning. No way, no shape or form. But now I think, yeah, like, they're, it is what it is. Everybody's divorced. <laughs> so it, it's like, it was at least messy in at my first, area, though, huh? like, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was, um, like, we had a big life in suburban suburbia and um, like it was a community where everybody knew everybody and um, our marriage looked amazing from the outside, you know, big house, big cars, big trips, big everything, big social circle. And so it came to like a bit of an epic ending and just like shot the shit at my language. I'm sorry. I'm actually like a nice person, but sometimes my filter goes, um, it's just like, it shook the community, which I thought was really stupid because we're not like celebrities. We're just another upper middle class couple and nobody knew, you know, you don't know what's going on inside those four walls. And I do give myself a bit of, um, a pat on the back for keeping it together because nobody knew how bad it was. Like everyone was so shocked. It was awful. Like I felt like I needed to like send out condolence cards to people. Like, I'm sorry that we divorced and our couple friendships are now not a thing. And, you know, we can't go and have tailgate parties or, you know, travel as a couple. Like I think people were really heartbroken that the couple friendship had shattered. Yeah. So, yeah, it was not a fun time at all, the breakup. Sorry I was happy that. that it happened. Well, no, no, no. Like, um, I wanted it to end, but there's this whole thing that um, it's like the divorce plague. Like, nobody was divorcing back then, and then ours imploded, and then everyone was like, oh, my God, like, what do we do with this? Like, one of our our nice uppity neighbors is divorcing and like people didn't want to like, it was like, it was kind of like COVID. Like they, it felt like people would like walk on the other side of the street. If they saw me coming, wow. it was like, Oh, we don't want that to happen to us. Like it was totally the divorce C word or like the divorce plague. Like, so that part really sucked because we had a big social life. And I think, people were either like, oh shit, like what happened here? Or, you know, kind of unfair. Like we used to do things and we had stuff planned and now they've gone and wrecked it all and we're not couple friends anymore. And how do we navigate who we're going to be friends with? And it just was like a shit show. That part was a shit show. And I lost, I definitely lost some friendships over it, which I didn't see coming. So that sucked, but I like, it's been three years and I feel like I've like been spit out the other end of it. And I can look back now. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I can't believe I kept it together <laughs> between all that shit and all my kids and working and like, yeah. So there's that angle. Yeah. I think I just rambled. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I asked, I will <laughs> say I'm never, yeah. I'm never one to pry, but you've described the end of your, some of the words you used as far as how things ended. Epic. You said an implosion. This is one yeah. of, this is a big tease as far as, you know, if you don't, if you don't want to get in, if you don't want to get into what happened, I get it. Um, but I will just put out there. You, you described it as both uh, epic and an implosion. So I feel bound to at least say that it sounds interesting. Yeah. Oh, it was interesting. Um, <sighs> uh, I, um, 
I caught him using a sex worker. Oh, wow. Like a hooker. Wow. Yeah. Which I didn't know that, like, that actually happened. I mean, in my planet, it didn't. In his, I guess it did. And so that's, like, that was kind of like the icing on the cake that just, it was, that was my line in the sand. Like, I've been pushed through a lot in the marriage, but then I'm like, okay, so, like, using prostitutes, that's my line in the sand. Like, I've taken all this shit for so long, but that, yeah, no. And he's kind of mad. Like, he's like, you're not going to throw away all this. And I'm like, well, me? You're using hookers. And, like, it was risky. That's risky behavior, especially because I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, for how long I've had many pregnancies and given birth to children. And I'm like, you've put all of us at risk. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it happens everywhere, I guess. Even in uppity suburbia. Yeah. That, would you like to comment? Well, I mean, there's, I mean, so, so many reactions, right? Like the, the one that jumps out is hearing, I think the, the thing that make actually breaks my heart the most is hearing you say that there's all this other stuff that you're fighting through and you're clearly putting in a lot of effort to hold things together. That makes it feel, you know, that's, that's never going to be a, a good thing for a partnership, but that makes it feel particularly cruel that you're sitting here going, we're already sorting out all this stuff. And then you're going to pull this thing. That's just a very, just a very undebatable. Don't, don't do that. Like, so what are we fighting so hard for? You know what I mean? Like, what are we fighting? Why are you putting me through all the tension and drama and headaches of fighting through all the other stuff? And then you're doing, you're doing that. It must feel like so, Like, so you know un what? I never looked at it that way. So unbound. Oh, I'm sorry to throw yeah. another another mental wrinkle in there. No, like just for the record, like my life is so much better now. Like it's like a lightness to it, as stressful as it's been. Like ending the marriage is something that needed to happen, and because our life was so big and complicated, ending it just seemed impossible like ending the marriage and so I didn't look at the um I don't know the indiscretion the the prostitution usage as like it was terrible but then I'm like okay so that's like now I can do it now I can go now well he can go but you're right like now I'm thinking like damn it I did go through a lot of shit and then to just like do that when I'm trying to keep everything going for all of our kids and our lifestyle and working and, you know, managing his moods and then to have him just like shit on me like that, you know, I'm kind of mad. Of course. And I didn't look at it like that. I thought it was almost like a gift when I found out because it was like, it was that final straw. And I don't know if I look at it that way because it wasn't like a typical affair where there's emotions involved because, I mean, I, I can't think he had an emotional connection to any of these women, but um, I think that, that would have thought if he had, that might have hurt more. But having it go this way, I was just like, why? Like, that's it. Okay. So like, you're gone. That's We're done. And it made it like a clean break on my side. Cause I'm like, that's, there's no gray area there. You can't have paid sex with people and then come home to our suburban, happy, blissful lifestyle. So it made it super easy for me, but um, yeah, he did put me through the ringer for no reason, I guess. I mean, I got my kids and that goes without saying like anyone I know whose marriage has ended 
that's one of those things. Oh, do you wish it hadn't happened? Well, no, obviously not, because here I am and have my children and my life is good. And so it's the fork in the road I took. But yeah, he didn't have to put me through all that shit and then blow it or be blowed. And we gotta take a break there, right? Because I bet so many people are going, wait, did she just say? But I think she, she said it. So let's all pause and uh, give a nice smile and nod at the quality of that unexpected joke. We'll be right back. Okay, everybody, break's over. Let's dive deep into this phone call. It's the fork in the road I took, but yeah, he didn't have to put me through all that shit and then blow it or be blowed. (laughs) Wow. Sorry. (laughs) No, please. I mean, (laughs) didn't see it coming, but. (laughs) I, I, um, yeah, I'm totally just rambling here. You're, you're making me think a bit. I haven't really like thought about that in a long time. I kept it a secret for a long time like he was like we're just going to tell people we grew apart and I'm like yeah 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 because it was kind of mortifying for me like I wasn't gonna take out a billboard and be like so and so used a prostitute on this day this day and this day but you know now I'm like well that's not my secret to keep here I am broadcasting it over a podcast well it also I gotta say it's also on your behalf, getting me upset because he's saying, Hey, here's what we're going to say, which protects him. And then you're telling me that it became like a, like a scarlet letter where your neighbors and your friends started giving you like these cross-eyed looks. And that, that sucks that he kind of set the terms in a way that protects him. And then you have to deal with all the social fallout. That's, that sucks. That you're, you nailed it. Like that was the part that really like hurt the most because I was keeping this illusion of, you know, we were this happy, happy family, but we grew apart and then nobody understood what the F happened because it came from nowhere as far as they could see. And I, I think people thought I did something. I don't know. I don't know what he was saying. And I was keeping that going, like, because we had so many mutual friends, like, our whole community. Um, And yeah, I was covering for him and getting the stink eye for it. So I don't know what the alternative would have been. I definitely didn't want my children to find out anything derogatory. Mm -hmm. So I kept the charade going. And now, I mean, it's so old news to me that I'm like, eh. My closest friends know, but anyone who we were, you know, in couple friendships with, I just, it died and I let it, the secret die with it. Then I would look like some crazy woman who was going around saying, but wait, but wait, like you can still be my friend. He's the one that used to prostitute. I'm not that kind of person. So I just let it die. But it was a tough pill to swallow. Like some of my friendships that couldn't survive it. I just didn't see it coming. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I guess it's it's easy to say, it's kind of trite to say like any, any of those friends who couldn't find a way to stand by you, even if they felt like a way to balance it with standing by him for whatever reason are, are probably people who were shallow on some level and, and you're better off, but that's so much easier to say than to actually live through. Yeah. And, I mean, there was a lot of, we're not picking sides, we're going to be friends with everyone. But for me, that was like them saying, well, we're picking him because, like, in the grand scheme of things, he's the one that caused this. So for me, I'm like, well, how can you choose to be friends with both of us? And even, like, the ones who suspected some indiscretions still were trying to keep up the Switzerland gig. And I'm like, that's not fair. You know that he was an asshole and you're still trying to be friends with everybody. Like, is there no integrity or I don't know. Yeah. So 
I had to let it go. And you know what? I think everyone needs to spend the herd some time with their friends. And that probably was needed. I don't know. But <laughs> the ones who are my good friends, I told. And they, they were like, nope, never going to talk. Oh, my God. Just a bit offside, in my opinion. Yeah. That's good you got that. Like, it wasn't something we had, we had agreed on, like, it's okay to step out if you're paying for it every once in a while. Like that wasn't, that's a no. That's a no. Hard do you, no. Do you think on, um, cause you said things have been tense. You, you had that reaction of like, Oh, I can finally get out of here. Do you think on any level consciously or subconsciously he was trying to blow it up? If that was, if that was kind of where the marriage had gotten to. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I actually, I don't know because I think um, he didn't want it to end because it was making his life difficult. Not having, like, I took care of everything. So when I asked him to leave, like, suddenly he's like, whoa, whoa, like, who's going to buy my stuff and who's going to feed me and who's going to make my dentist appointments and like I think he I don't know I don't know if he did it to implode it I think honestly he was doing it just to sort of I mean make himself feel good and I don't mean that in the literal sense I mean like I think it was a way to escape maybe our busy reality and go somewhere where he could feel adored and just push aside this fact that he was paying for that and just, you know, have a hundred percent attention on him. Cause my attentions certainly were diluted with, you know, four kids and a job and a house and family. And so I think my thought was that he just, he needed to feel special. And so he wasn't, feeling special at home so he paid to get it that's what I kind of looked at it as which I mean fair enough because I had checked out already so I'm sure I wasn't being the best wife yeah but then do the straight up thing you know sit down and talk about it and figure out what the best option is yeah I mean I we spent thousands on marriage counseling so that didn't work but I don't think anyone was being really honest in it. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're all, we're both just kind of like coming up with issues, but the real issue probably was just that we should be married. I don't know. Or, yeah, there's a lot that went on. I'm very happy it's done. But yes, ending a marriage like that is a lot to unravel. And three years now, and I'm good. Unraveled. And you do, you feel good. You feel, you feel like you're on the other yeah, side of it great. and you're better off. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's definitely hard to do stuff on my own all the time. I have a great social network and like girlfriends and their husbands and family who, you know, if I need some manly task done that I can't for whatever reason do on my own. I have lots of people who will help me with that, but sometimes it's just like, fuck, it's garbage night again, or, you know, it's exhausting. So I fall into bed, not because of the strains of parenting a young child, but more just like, finally I can just like exhale and like sleep. And I'm just drained from the constant, Juggling, like it's just juggling, juggling everything. But if I take that aside, because that's in every life, everyone's busy. Um, like not having him in the house is amazing. Like that is like a dark cloud of glum and moodiness and, you know, trying to fake through it so that the kids don't see it. Um and just trying to be uppity uppity all the time to keep his mood bolstered, like having that out of my life, I don't know that I could ever, like, I don't know if I could ever have someone live with me again if I 
I would be very scared of having to do that. I don't, it's like drowning looking after someone like that. So I'm, I feel much lighter. Absolutely. It's like definitely giving me a little baggage. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it, it kind of sounds like you had five kids at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kind of like jilted because I, I dated, but I'm like, oh, he's going to want too much for me. Nope. Like, I'll shut it down before anything can even start. If I get the vibe that someone wants me to be their mommy, I mean, not that that sounds gross, but um, <laughs> like, don't, don't want too much from me or I will get the hell out of there. And I think it's from, you know, 20 plus year marriage that I was just like, constantly looking after everything and everyone and making everyone happy. And I expect to do that for my children a hundred percent, but to do it for my spouse, like I would, I started to realize towards the end, I'm like, my friends don't have this. Like from what I can see, they don't have to look after their spouse in this way. Like they're allowed to go out for a walk. They're allowed to not come home at dinner and go for drinks after work. They're allowed to, you know, go for a manicure. But if I did it, it was selfish. Like, well, when are you coming home? And what about me? And I've been at work too. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I'll come home and like, just make you happy. So now I'm like, my freedom is very, very precious to me. Uh, It's causing me problems with sort of moving ahead with the relationship because I'm super paranoid about it. I don't want another child, <laughs> especially one that's like an adult. <laughs> it's, I'd say, here, you know, I think, the, I think the, the cliche is that someone with four kids, if, if you wind up in your situation, it means that you're kind of now drowning and to hear you say, no, I have my freedom finally, and that feels good, is such a, it, it feels very empowered to me in a way that's good to hear. And to hear that you're out there dating, even if there's some scar tissue you got to fight through, and even if, uh, even if your guard goes up really quickly, to hear that you're out there, you got four kids, and you're out there dating, you're going for it, and you feel like you have your freedom back, that's pretty badass. I want to note that. It's pretty yeah. badass. Hmm. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like a gong show. Kind of. Did you say the, I go- mean, the gong show? It feels like a gong show. Sometimes. The dating and the baggage and then finding time to date and keeping it from my kids because I don't want them you know, knowing too much about my personal life. Um. But I'll go with badass. I'll take it. Wait, I want to be clear. Did you, did you say it feels like the gong show? You're talking about like the game show from the 70s where people would come and perform and if they weren't doing good, a big gong would get hit and one of the guys was known as the unknown comic with a paper bag on his head? But yeah, a gong show, like the big gong. Are you saying like you date these guys and the second, the second you get a sense they're not bringing it, you, you hit the gong and they're out of your life? <laughs> Maybe, but... Again, I'm enlightened. Uh, yeah, like I think I'm carrying around an imaginary gong. And um, <laughs> yeah, there's a, a bunch of different qualifiers that would get the gong. And one is being needy. I can't handle that. Yes, you'll get the gong. Um, and, you know, there's tons of interesting people out there. And there's tons of less so. But just juggling it all feels like a shit show. But um, yeah, I'd say my dating, yeah, it could be like into a gong show. Like you're the one you're speaking of for yeah. sure. I'm carrying a gong around. That's uh, to hear someone compare their dating life to the gong show tickles me in a way that I cannot express because the gong show was a piece of my childhood and it was so campy and ridiculous and thinking of your dating life like that 
makes me <laughs> But let me ask, and again, maybe I'm buying into the cliches here. The the stereotype would be that a single mom of four kids uh, doesn't have the opportunity to date too much just because of time. But it sounds to me like you're saying, no, I'm out there testing the waters, figuring things out. How often are you going on dates? Well, my kids see their dad um, uh, kind of part time. So mm-hmm. that frees up, you know, some weekends and time. So in that respect, like that's like the secret gem about a divorce is that if you have an amicable parenting schedule, you kind of do get a little bit of reprieve. And um, like, I have more freedom as a single mom than I did when I was married. Like, for example, like tonight, I don't have my kids and I can go do whatever I want. I mean, notwithstanding the C word, but when I was married, forget it. Like if I came home and said, Oh, I just ran into so-and-so and and I'm going to go over there and catch up. Like that would have been a hard no. So I do have more freedom as a single mom with an ex-husband who parents. Absolutely. So, um, I, I didn't date for a long time, like probably a year and a half because I was, I went through the, like, I can't even imagine doing this again. Like I, I never need to have a, a man in my life. Like, no. And my friends were like, just settle down, you know, you're going to change how you, you think about it eventually. And you're just coming out of a long, you know, bad situation. And I was super happy to not do it. And there was a couple of times that people wanted to set me up with a friend or a coworker. And I'm like, Oh God, no, like, no. And I wish now that I could go back to that version of myself and say like, yeah, give it a shot. Because um, when I was finally ready to like test the waters and see what was out there, it was online and uh, that is a medium that I don't love, but um, it certainly got me lots of days. Like, yeah. But if I could go back to the friends who had single friends back then and try that out, I think that would have been much more organic and maybe a better outcome. But online dating for me is just like, it is the gong show. We're going to pause because I'm telling you guys, do not turn off this episode. It's about to go in a direction that you're not going to believe. All right, everybody. That's the final break. Buckle up for the gong show. This one's about to get pretty wild. But online dating for me is just like, it is the gong show. Wow. But I know lots of success stories too, so I <laughs> I give up on it. And then, like, I'm on a hiatus right now because I just it's nice weather, and I just I just want to enjoy my vacation time and my kids and my friends and my backyard and stuff. But you know, I don't want to be forever uncoupled. It just has to be the the right combination and I have not found that yet. No. And I, I've got quite the laundry list of dates I've been on. Well, I would love let me, you say you have a laundry list. I want to start here and like so it's been twenty years. All of a sudden you're going on dates. These you must yeah. there, there must be these dormant feelings that are coming back of nervousness, of getting ready and that's both exciting and stressful. Who are these guys? I want to know like you say you got this laundry list. What are some of the things that stand out? Where because you said you have a short lease, you have a gong show. What are some of the things that these guys have done to get the gong? <laughs> well, I guess you could say that everyone has since I'm still single. Um, right. I, I just want to preface it by saying, like, it's not like I'm like, well, you know, you need to have a, a six figure income in this range, and I want you to be six foot one, you know, with broad shoulders, like it's not a physical thing at all for me. Like, it's not like I've got this vision of Mr. Wonderful in my head, but there's some like baseline things that 
just have to be there. And in the beginning, you know, I was kind of like, oh, you know, nice guy. He has to have his life together, whatever. And you really can't tell that from an online um, connection. Like people that mm-hmm. I thought might have had their shit together, like, uh, it's a, a very gray area when you're, you meet them and they're like, well, like I, I do live with my parents. And I'm like, well, Gong. because of, uh, yeah, like is this a, a temporary thing? Because everyone has shit happen. Well, it's been like 18 months. Well, that's not a temporary thing. That doesn't Gong. meet my low bar expectation of having your shit together. Or, um, God, like there's been so many where I just like there was like a an audible thrown into it, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, what did you just say? Like you you don't know how to drive or you Gong. don't actually have a job Gong. or you don't actually see your kids. Right? Like these are all basic. It's the gong. You're going to get no. the gong, baby. I love that you just wrote, you're letting yeah. me make the gong. noise. I love this. Are these real examples that people have brought? Up? I want to hear more examples so I can keep making that gong noise. You get somebody who's like, oh, I've never held down the same job for more than two years. Gong. Goodbye. Thank you. You know um, what? I'll pay the check on this one. Good night. You got gonged. I could, like, I seriously could, um, like, have a, a book on it, I think. <laughs> I have a huge list. And I stopped keeping track because... Um, Wait, you have an actual list? It was getting really long. You I have keep, an actual list. You've kept a list of, all, of, like, notes on the guys you've dated? No, no, not notes. But like it was like a ledger, like, and they're not even their real names because I can't even remember some of their names. But it'd be like, um, I'm just gonna look around where I am, like, uh, you know, hockey player or um, investment banker or um, <laughs> some of them are bad. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> And it's just it, like whatever the spur of the moment call sign came to me when I was like after a date or after a few, I'd be like, oh, I need to update my list. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I went out with Trucker or uh, lived with mom and dad. Like they all have these aliases. And I, I'd be hard pressed to tell you there's maybe five or six who like I connected with and I would know their names. And the do they get like, like a I gold star in the ledger next to their name? <laughs> no. The ones whose names I would remember. Um, those are the ones where like it stung. There was a bit of a, like a zinger to it. The ones that maybe I let my armor come down a bit with. And then like, there's, there's things that aren't negotiable with me. So, you know, like one who I thought was a pretty decent connection, like he admitted that he had cheated on his wife. And I'm like, Say it, Chris. Make the sound. Gong. Make the gong. Yes. Gong. gong. Like, that one for it. you in particular? Gong, 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 gong. Yeah. So, like, that one stung because I liked him a lot and we'd gone out, like, quite a bit. And then he told me that and I just was like, he could see it on my face. And I just, like, I'm like, I, there's no. Yeah, that's Please. like, that's like the ultimate deal breaker for you at, at right now I've, we, I gotta, yeah, or, <laughs> I gotta ask more about this ledger or people yeah go ahead you have okay. an actual written you have an actual written yeah it's in my day planner yeah and you it's list not their occupation like, and what like a sentence or two about each of them no hold on let me see if I have it in my I've got my planner here <laughs> it's not as exciting as you think. Like, there's no summaries. No, it's just numbered with like a, a nickname. Even. So, wait, you have it in yeah. front of you right now? Yeah, just pick a number. What are what Between is the range? One and thirty-five. One and thirty-five. Twenty-eight. <laughs> okay. Well, his call sign actually has his name in it. Okay. So. Um, it's, it's got his place of work and his name. There's a few like that. Um, he is who I called my lazy dater because, um, (laughs) he, he would 
want to get together and we would get together and then I wouldn't hear from him for like a week and a half. Gone. And then he'd like, yeah, like he'd pop up, he'd be like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm busy. Like I have a busy life, which you, you know, and then he'd want to chat for days at a time. And finally I'd be like, are we going out? Oh yeah. Like, let's go out. And I even told him to his face. I'm like, you're the laziest dater ever. Like you're not putting any effort in. And I expect like, some return on my time investment. Yeah. So he was the lazy dater and um, nice guy and seemingly had his shit together. So that was there, but he was lazy with dating. That's 17. not okay. So to any of your listeners out there, if you're going to be dating, unless you're doing it solely for casual, like if you want something to come out of it, you need to put some effort in. He was super lazy. Like at the end of the date, if it's a good date and you want to see the person again, I feel like you should say, what are you doing next Thursday? Mm-hmm. But he'd be like, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. And then. And then it's on nothing. you and you don't have the time for that. And that's why you get the gong. Now, how about number 17? This is also, I have to say, if you're okay with this, this is about as much fun as I've ever had on this show. Having you, <laughs> the random number. The random number dates and then I get to yell gong. This is so fun for me. Thank you for that. I wonder if you're going to have any where you're like, he might not have been a gong, but there are a few. Okay. Number 17. Mm -hmm. That that was a one date wonder. I have uh, at least two thirds of these are one date wonders. (laughs) Um, He uh, (laughs) never been married. um, Successful. Had a nice house. Cause he would send me pictures of his rentals. Um, and he, he wasn't super tall, which again, I don't care. Um, but we met for drinks and he's like, Oh, you're the perfect height. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, is it because I'm shorter than you? You know what I mean? Like is that your low bar? Like, somewhat yeah and we had drinks on a patio and there's a woman there that he knew and she came over and I felt like saying like honestly I think the two of you she was with someone too like she abandoned her date and came over and the two of them were just interacting and they he introduced me to her and I was like hi and then they just started reminiscing about that time that they were somewhere and they ran into each other and they had the best bagels and I'm like am I even here gong 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 yeah so nice guy but no I love that and I'm like I would have rather gone out with my girlfriend yeah you know I wasted time I can't get back on that well on most of these but anyways pick another number four let's go four This is such a trip down memory lane. Um, this guy, oh, and I should say, some of these aren't in chronological order okay. because I would forget about my list for a while and then I would just add to it. Um, he was nice. He was a professor. So uh, had his shit together. Um, but he talked about his ex-wife the entire time. And yeah, like, I mean, I try to avoid that subject as long as possible. Like, I feel like getting into that sort of territory would be like third or fourth date. And, you know, I knew so much about her. I knew how she'd screwed him over and, you know, some things that were like super obvious and be like, I should have seen that. And I'm like, well, yeah, actually, like, I don't know how you missed that, but yeah, like, she was screwing you over and it just went on and on. And I was giving the the server like the Google eyes. I'm like, you know, please let's wrap this up. And finally I just took out my visa and I'm like, okay, so here's my visa. Like I, I need to wrap this up Dong. and I paid and got the right. there, but yeah, I just, I think, you know, I, I should have charged more for that because I felt like a therapist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not, not worth the drinks I paid. 31. That's number four. Let's go 31. Oh, okay. This one, um, this one was a bit of a setup, 
Mm, sort of. We had come across each other online and recognized each other. We had a mutual friend. Um, and I think we went out maybe four times. Okay. Probably four or five times. And also, like this number one through 35, I did not sleep with all these people, just oh. saying. Like, yeah, I didn't not. assume. No. Um, or him. I didn't sleep with mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. obviously, because I'm a lady. Um, but he told me on the last date that I went out with him that he was into some really interesting stuff. And um, I just was like, whoa. And he's like, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, no. You're talking about like stuff he liked doing in bed? Yeah, like kink. Yeah, big time. And I, Gong. I don't know. Gong. Well, if listen, not a harsh judgmental gong, but wait until you're intimate. Sure. No, not at all. But like we're at the movies and went for drinks after. Gong. It wasn't even like we were close to being intimate. And he's like, so by the way, like it was like he was, I think he might've been qualifying me. Like maybe I didn't, I got the gong cause he was like testing the waters to see if I was into the same stuff as him. I wasn't. Well, maybe he gone. Look, there's going to be, you almost applaud the guy because if he's someone who understands that he can only enjoy a sexual experience, if you like, (laughs) I hate to be, I try not to be crass on this show, but he's like, I really need somebody who's going to like step on my nuts with a high heel. Are you into that? Like you almost, (laughs) you almost have to applaud him for going like, let me, before we get too deep into this, this is what I'm going to need. And then you have to just sadly go, that's fair. This one was working, but hey, yeah. dude, gong. You get the gong. You know what? So I think I got the gong, maybe. You're right. He. It was good that he got it out there early. It, it sounds he didn't like he didn't, a lot of time. I, I, I don't know if you got the gong. I think he I think he just, you know what? There's almost a part of me that's going, good on him for not putting you in the position that it develops sexually, and then he reveals, hey, I need this to be something that, you maybe didn't sign up for first, you know, there's a part of me that yeah, applauds that. You have to step on my ball. Was that, did I nail it? Was that actually what it was? No, no, okay. it wasn't. Okay, good. No, good. no, I don't, that sounds really painful. Like, yeah. who knows? I don't know. Yeah. He's um, like, I can only get yeah, off if so you call me Ray Romano while we're doing it. You're like, gong, gong. The problem is, is that like, the person that we knew knew that we were going out and she was like, well, how'd it go with so-and-so? And I'm like, you know what? It's not a connection. And I'm like, how much does she know? I'm like, ah, I don't think she would know that. So I'm uh-huh. just going to like back away. Yeah. And like, fair. Yeah. Fair for him to put it out there. Fair for you to say, it's not my business to share it. It's not going to work though. Agreed. Fair. No. How about, how about yeah. 12? Have we done 12 yet? Oh, 12. We haven't done 12, and 12 is one of the ones whose name I remember. Okay. Um, because we dated – I can't believe I've got all these in the short amount of time I've been dating. But he and I dated for maybe like six weeks, two months. Um, and I was sort of dating someone else at the same time, not sleeping with anyone. Um, but kind of like, I think a bit of my strategy was if I have, you know, a few dates going, then I won't get attached to any one of them, mm-hmm. which I've learned now is just harming myself. But back then it kept me at bay. So I wouldn't get hooked on one, you know, and thinking like, Oh, is he going to call me? Or, you know, mm-hmm. if I had a couple going, then I could just step back and be like, it's fine. Like if I'm not going with this one, I'll go with number two. 17 or whatever Mm -hmm. um and there's a term for that um it's another podcast but maybe i shouldn't say it go for it anyways oh it's um mantraj dating got it okay um anyways i liked him a lot and we had a good time every time we went out and i was dating number 13 at the same time Mm-hmm. And who was he? Who I also liked. 
Um, uh, can't say it. Okay. I'm okay. sorry. No, That'll get okay. them away. No Assuming apologies. anybody knows where we are. No apologies. Um, just number 13, lucky 13. And I like them both. So it turned into a bit of a problem because I, I didn't want to be dating two people at once. And um, frankly, like I wanted to take things beyond just going out on dates. And I wasn't going to let myself be with two people unless the other one knew. Like I didn't, that wasn't something mm-hmm. I was going to allow myself to do. Um, and so I actually, number 12, I had a conversation and I was like, you know, I assume that everyone's dating someone else in the early dating realm. Like I I think that people are, um, and I said, I'm dating other people. I'm assuming you are. And he said, yeah. And I said, but I wouldn't mind seeing where this goes. And I would stop dating other people for now just to give this a run. And he like freaked out and he's like, Oh, you know, can't we just let it happen? And I said, Oh yeah. Like I'm not afraid. I said, but I can't keep dating other people if we're going to have sex and I don't want to sleep with you if you're sleeping with other people. So I'm not asking to get engaged. I'm just saying like, can we see where it goes and just set aside the dating apps for like a minute? And, you know, like, be exclusive-ish. Like, I'm not, I'm definitely not the person who wants to latch on to someone because that's part of my, I have no freedom baggage. So I just was kind of like, can we just see where it goes? And he totally freaked out. And I didn't hear from him for a while. And then he, ah. he's popped back up. He's like a zombie. So he, he goes away <laughs> and then I think whatever he's working on falls apart. Like he's, I'm pretty sure he had a relationship for a few months. I had one for a few months and then he popped back up like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? And I'm like, Sigh. and it's, I'm drawn back into it because I liked him, but I think he's a player. And Gong. so I've, I've had to block him. I blocked his number, which was kind of sad. There's only like five that I was sad about blocking their number. Yeah. That one had some potential. That's a heartbreaking gong. A little bit. It got right there where it needed to yeah. go and then fizzled. Not a heartbreak. Like, don't get crazy. It was a heartbreak. No, uh, but it could a heartbreaking been, gong. Like, not like you. I'm not I'm not saying you were heartbroken. I'm saying as a listener to that story, I'm going, oh, this is great. Oh, this. Ah, oh, he freaked out. Heartbreaking. Like that. Not like yeah. your heart was broken. No. How about and he was th- like, oh, you know, I always get hurt when I let myself get close to someone. So I just want to go slow. I'm like, well, I'm not asking you to give me your heart i'm just saying like i don't want to keep dating a bunch of people at the same time and he just like he bolted so not meant to be bummer i gotta hear about 35 we got one minute left i gotta hear about 35 oh my god the last one so this was the last one of 2019 i'll talk fast um and he's called sos (laughs) that is what 35 is called and it was an SOS. Like it was the only time that I've ever frantically texted under the table for one of my friends to call me. Gong, the guy gong, was crazy. Gong, 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 crazy. Gong, 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 and he even like he he wasn't the name that he called himself, and that came out. Gong. Um, and he kept thanking me profusely for showing up because he's like, most people don't show up, oh, and I'm like, gong. oh my god, gong. what have I gotten myself into? And he was eating like poutine with his fingers Ooh, and it was gong. so messy. And gong. I was just like, oh, help me. And then we left and he's like, oh, I've got a, a work thing coming up. Would you like to come? I'm like, no. Gong. And I texted him right away to say, um, sorry, not a match. I blocked his number and I drove home. I went into the city for the date and I drove home like the longest way possible <laughs> because I was terrified that he was following me. Gong. So gong. Gong. That was the last one. SOS. Well, that's it's a yeah. hell of an ending. And I, I just want to say, first of all, thank, <laughs> thanks for having fun with that and open up your ledger. And then I just want to I just want to reiterate something from before, which is that, uh, first of all, your ex-husband put you through hell. I'm really sorry about that. And I know you said you don't feel like it, but I bet for a lot of our listeners to hear that you are only a couple years out from a divorce, you got four kids, 
but you're still owning your time and defining what it is and you've been on all these dates and not only that, but you're feeling empowered to draw your own lines. It is badass. It's really badass. And I bet there's a lot of people right. out there feeling that way. And, and I bet I bet there's some other people who maybe are in similar situations who are going, oh, I can go out there and be the empowered one in, so. in moving on. I think it's cool. All right. Well, I hope I've inspired some people. And I do think there's some merit in keeping a ledger. Everybody keep that ledger. Keep oh, my God. It, mm -hmm. If anybody else has a ledger and wants to play the gong game that we've now established, I would. <laughs> if you don't mind, call it. I would love to play the gong game again. Well, thanks for taking my call, Chris. This was entertaining and not at all as stressful as I thought it would be. Good. And next year, we'll do a follow-up. You keep that ledger going. And we'll have another hour oh, of the Gong Show. <laughs> the Gong Show 2021. I love All it. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for opening up. You're welcome. Bye. Caller, thank you. Thanks for sharing the hard details of your story. Thank you for telling us how you have decided to move on and find the agency to live your own life. And thanks for uh, having fun with me as we discussed it all, because I think that goes a long way. Thank you, of course, to Jared O'Connell, to Anita Flores, to Shell Shag. If you want to know more about me, what I'm up to, you go to chrisgeth.com. If you want the entire beautiful Anonymous back catalog, check out Stitcher Premium. Uh, you can go check it out there, stitcherpremium.com slash stories, for all the details on how to access our back catalog and a bunch of other stuff that lives there. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.